beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. My birds, my friends, my family, my people that tune in just to hear the good news about Jesus Christ. Thank you for being here and welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippey, and this is Sunday night. We are Father's Daying it up. I haven't recorded on a Sunday night in a long time. It's something my wife and I were kind of talking about is just getting more of a routine about what nights I record. That way we can just go ahead and make sure that we're getting it in every single week and having just a consistent schedule of being able to drop an episode every week. And also like Sundays are just the best days for for revelations and just connecting with God. And uh, of course, if you go to church, you're going to get a good word and just have some some things working on your heart where God's been moving. And of course, we should be, you know, putting the Lord first every single day of our of our week. Without a doubt, that's something I preach and I'm actively in constant pursuit of is, you know, making time for Jesus throughout my week, whether it be worshiping in the car, whether it be in the word, whether it be talking about him with somebody, uh, whether it be reading a book. There's so many different different things that you can do to connect to Jesus. But I just feel like Sundays hit different. It just it is what it is. Even back in my uh, Barry Allen hip hop music days, I made a song called uh, Remind Me of Sundays where I was talking about like just, man, the love I had for this girl at the time. It was just like, man, she reminded me of Sundays. You know, everything was all right, you know. Uh, don't want to get too much into that, you know what I mean? Because uh, married and all that now, but um, it just it just goes to show that man, uh, Sundays are special, and uh, this one is special, man, Father's Day, because um, I'm now a father of three, and um, just really getting to reflect on uh, what that means, and being able to just see uh, what my spiritual father has done uh, for me over the last year, especially, and just the blessings that have come. Uh, it's been it's been life changing, guys. It really has. And, uh, you know, when you put your head down and you're just fighting through the storms and you're trying to get to the other side of it, it's almost like you can lose sight of that, like the goodness of God and who the father really is. Uh, and that's why it's so important to praise him through the tribulations and praise him through the storms and worship him and just realize that he's got you. And this Father's Day is a little bit uh, heavier as well, because. Uh, I kind of put off doing this episode tonight. I was telling myself I was going to do it uh, when the kids went to bed. And they've been in bed for like two and a half hours now. And I'm over here just like watching YouTube videos, you know, just, um, you know, contemplating with myself if I'm actually going to go through with this and do it tonight. Um, Mostly because, man, um, just heavy stuff, guys. Heavy stuff happens, you know, and it's crazy because... um, and it's so wild because when I say these words to you guys, uh, you might be able to relate to this big time. But uh, when I graduated, man, I'm at this conference on Thursday. And if you guys heard my episode where I talked about um, graduating and just talking about the conference and stuff like that, I was in the parking lot, super just hyped up about everything that just went down. I'm in another state. Like the ceremony was legit. You know, like I'm over here holding the diploma, just feeling good about life and just like, yo, I did it. I made it. I'm on the other side. Everything's looking up. Got the cribbo. Zeke is here. Uh, some other amazing things have been happening. 
graduated and then and feeling good you know and i'm over here sharing with my buddy dustin and, and a couple other people that like i'm starting to feel like life is finally good like we're finally winning like god's finally like got me to this like place of like you know uh joy and, and comfort and stability and peace and i don't want to lose that i don't want to squander it and uh i'm gonna just chill right now i'm not gonna you know like try to uh Force, force my way into any ministry opportunities or, or job, you know, pastoral uh, positions or anything like that. I'm going to just let it chill, right? And uh, see see what happens in, in, the, in the waiting season. You know, the anointed no, as they call it. I kid you not, guys. The, the very next day after saying everything is okay, everything is great. Um, I'm finally at this place, you know, that, that, that whole thing when you say like, yo, everything's looking up, baby, <laughs> is when you get hit with a curveball, right? And uh, hit me like a bag of bricks. Uh, my wife and I were, uh, we just arrived. Uh, we left Louisiana and we arrived in Alabama. We got a hotel the night before. Uh, we were supposed to go on our uh, annual Sergeant Family Beach vacation. And we just get to the hotel and I go and I get us uh, some Publix. We're right by a Publix, y'all. My Florida folks, you know, like, I've been missing Publix subs like crazy. So we were super hyped, me and Catherine. We pulled up to the hotel. Yo, let's go get the subs early. So I leave um, her and the kids in the room. And I go to Publix, get me a little chicken finger sub. And then uh, make awesome combo with the guy that was back there behind making the sandwiches, you know. Um, and this is just to show, like, just to, I don't know why I'm telling you this detail, but... Um, he was in a he was in a down mood. You could just tell he wasn't happy to be at work, and uh, I lip I really lifted his spirits just by talking to him and asking him questions and just trying to make jokes. And uh, and then this other girl came up and like she was vibing too, like making making sandwiches with us, you know, like uh, not us, you know what I mean? But you know, she 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 joined in on the vibe and she was working. And it, it was just cool because like despite them both being in this place of like I don't want to be at work, this sucks, you know, like I don't like my life. I'm making a sandwich right now. Uh, found a way to like, you know, break bread with them even while, you know, making a bread uh, sandwich, no pun intended, right? So I don't know. It was just cool to be able to, I don't know, man, when I travel, when I'm out uh, in public, I try to be a light and try to, um, you know, uh, bring some joy to people. Uh, and that's something that I, I, I thrive myself on. And um, it allows me to feel like I'm able to reach others. You know, a lot of times I feel very like, oh, I'm just with my family or I'm just online or I'm just in like the, the normalcy of life, you know, the patterns of that. But, you know, when you're out there in that pu- in the public, you know, be, be be Jesus, you know what I mean, and, as much as possible. And uh, I think I was even able to get, no, I didn't give the card in that moment, but I was able to get my little card out a lot during this, this last couple of weeks of being on the road. And uh, it was awesome. I, I really feel like we're uh, going to reach some people that we weren't able to re- reach beforehand by doing that and whatnot, right? Anyway, back to the main point of this story. I don't know why I went on that direction, but it was just kind of like, I don't know, I'm thinking of it in my head and I just want to share with you guys. Anyway, uh, so I get back to the hotel room. Or no, I'm, I'm checking out my Publix line and I see a text pop up and I'm like, oh no. See a text and I see the first few, I don't have the little notification on that just says iMessage. I actually see the text when it comes through, right? So I saw a message from George, uh, which is Armani's brother-in-law and... Uh, if you guys don't know, I, I lost my best friend Armani about a year and a half ago now. Uh, September um, 2020 accident happened. October 2020, he passed away. Um, and 
Ooh, man, got a message from George that uh, Paco um, Alasea uh, lost his life in a two-month battle with uh, stage four uh, lymphoma cancer. And keep in mind, we've been praying like nonstop for healing and for just recovery and just for, you know, God's hand and God's peace and comfort to be on the family uh, during this time. And it really just came out of nowhere, y'all. And as, as, you know, Cancer Austin does... Um, my dude Paco was just recently retired, guys. Uh, he's he's military. He was working, uh, you know, as a non-contractor contractor for the government um, in post-retirement, uh, and he just recently retired for the second time. Uh, I think about a year ago now, and um, he was really like stepping into that role and was doing, you know, uh, marathons in, in honor of Armani. Uh, he was fixing uh, Kelly's floors in the house, you know, moving around, doing, doing, you know, doing good stuff at his age, you know. And um, next thing you know, heart rate wasn't wasn't feeling right, and went to the VA and they uh, ran some tests and he got diagnosed. And um, you know, he he chose to fight, and I love that about him. And it just shows like what kind of a person he is. And um, unfortunately, um, the the disease took its course. And uh, he passed away. <clears throat> and uh, it's hard, man, because this is like Father's Day, you know, and I know how much, um, you know, Fran, Cheska, his daughter, and, and George are hurting right now, and uh, his wife, Daisy, and uh, and Kelly, which is Armani's fiance, and uh, of course, Gigi, Armani's daughter as well. And um, I know a lot of people on this show. Uh, might not know the family, but um, the, the truths I'm about to tell you in this are very important. And um, the scriptures that I'm about to give you are very real and they're very uh, applicable for when you go through loss, uh, like this family has gone through loss in the last couple years. And of course, you know, I'm a family friend. Uh, I feel like they've treated me like family. They've done so much for me, um, you know, uh, since I've known Armani and then after Armani's passing. And during the whole season of Armani's passing, they've they've really just been a blessing to my family. And uh, Paco even sent gifts for the kids for Christmas this year. Um, he sent, um, he organized, I think I told you guys a couple times, but I'll refresh it for you guys if you don't know that he sent. Uh, he organized a little, uh, basically, yo, we were struggling big time, financial hardship big time uh, at the end of last year and um, early this year as well. And uh, he organized a, a, a run, basically a marathon for Armani, uh, because that's something that he wanted, always wanted to do. Half marathon, marathon, I forget which which one it is, but um, organized it for him. Had like pictures at like of him halfway through the race of Armani, just saying like "Let's go" and stuff like that, and uh, did that whole thing. And of course, I wish I could have been there to to participate in the fun run, but I live in Texas while they still live in Florida, so I wasn't able to be there. But next thing you know, I get a stinking FaceTime from from George, Kelly, uh, Francesca, Daisy, and, and Paco, and they're over here letting me know that they raised a bunch of money for I Like Birds Ministry in a time where we really, as a family, were struggling, really struggling, and uh, with income for the month, and we're just pulling from savings to get by, and um, it was just something that was just such a blessing to, to uh, the family, and not just that, but Paco would, you know, since Armani passed, would give me a call like every month, man, and just pour into me and uh, ask me if I needed anything and would show love and talk about the ministry and, and talk about God and the next generation. And 
uh, just have great combos and, and, and let me know that he was truly there for me. And having somebody in that in that role, in that position of uh, somebody I just respect so much. Because Paco, man, he's like, you can listen. He actually was on the I Like Bird show. And this is something that's so special thinking about it now is just being able to have that conversation that we had uh, on, on, on audio, you know, forever, for life. And I know people can tune back into that. And the episode is called Spiritual Leadership. And that's what he represented, guys. I'm telling you, this guy was bad to the bone, just like the the gold standard of men, in the words of George, uh, what he said on his Instagram post, man, about him. And it's just so true. He was just so honorable. He was so kind. He was so loving. He represented Christ in all that he did. Uh, and I got to experience that. And he's one of the few people I've ever experienced that from where I felt like it was absolutely genuine, absolutely genuine. There was no like... You know, like when, you know, and, and I've struggled with this since my walk is like appearing to be like Christ, you know, like, you know, having the face of like, oh, I do this right. Oh, I don't sit here and, you know, all that stuff, you know, where you're just trying to like, you know, level up with him and like act like you're like Christ instead of like be like Christ. And this dude Paco was like Christ. Armani was like Christ. Armani was an angel. And it reminds me so much of, you know, the father and the son of what we get to see in God and Jesus. And, um, you know, to be real, it's like, like his passing almost makes sense as to like, wow, God is calling him home too. And a beautiful message that I received in regards to just how the, the, his passing went down was, uh, he was on his, you know, on his bed and, uh, he had his entire family there, um, you know, um, praying, everybody that I mentioned by name already, we're all praying beside him. And he was, uh, one of the last things he said was he's excited to go play catch with his son again. And like, it broke my heart reading that, but also made me so excited because he had that faith until the end, to the very last minute, he had that faith of like, he knew where he was going, guys. There was no doubt in his heart where he was going. He knew he was going to heaven. He knew he was going to go be with his Lord and see his son again. He knew and believed the promises of God for his life and for his death. And he, he, man, I love that scripture where it says, um, I'm going to butcher it because I'm like in the moment, not really, you know, actually like locked in right now, but, um, to live is, is, um, to like die in Christ, man, let me look it up. I don't want to butcher it guys. Let me look it up real quick. You guys forgive me, right? All right, cool. I appreciate that. I don't want to butcher it, you know, and I know it and Paul says it and I should know this. You know, like like I just graduated, like I should know this this verse, and Kelly posted it, so luckily I remembered where, where I saw it at. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain, and that's so true, and that's how he lived his life. And it just brings me so much like peace knowing that, and despite, you know, the heartache I feel for the family, because trust me, like it's it, it breaks my heart because they have another, uh, in the words of Kelly, another layer of grief uh, to battle. And it's not going to be easy, uh, but if there's one family that can do it, I know it's the Alisea family. They are strong. They are faithful. They are uh, loving. They are gracious in all that they do. They're generous. And I just know that God is going to sustain them during this time. And I've been praying into that uh, throughout this last week. And um, and it's just so cool even just seeing that uh, Kelly sent me a message that said that, he made such a connection. Paco made such a connection with the nurses and the doctors there. And he was such a light for them that they even came in on their off days 
uh, on their off day to say their goodbyes um, in the last day or two. So that just shows how genuine he was and how, how beautiful his heart is and his soul. And we know like he's kicking it with Jesus and he's, he's playing catch with Armani right now. Like, yo, like that is a beautiful thing. And, you know, we don't understand it. We don't want that to be the case. Uh, because, you know, we we selfishly want him here. We want him with his family. And, and I agree with you. I'm in agreement with you on that. But getting to the place of realizing like, yo, like Armani's not alone up there anymore, you know. And of course, he didn't he didn't need Paco to come through. But also like this is just a, a vibe now. It's just like, hey, you know, like you got two of the two of the best people I've ever met, like with with Jesus, with the best person to ever live, you know, and man, that's a beautiful thing when you think about it in that regard, you know, and you know, what's crazy is that, um, and I was going to write down some notes as like, oh, like what, what order should I talk about this in? But I was like, no, nah, let me just speak from the heart on this one because, um, it's just so powerful and it's, and it's something that, um, I've been struggling with the last week. We, we had the, the family beach vacation right after I got that news. And it was just hard to like, you know, enjoy that knowing what I what I knew and what was on my heart. And I felt like I never really got the opportunity to like show that emotion because it was like we're in this busy mode of like, you know, doing stuff for the vacay and all around a whole bunch of family and, you know, trying to figure that out. And I like to be, you know, more so, you know, at the cribbo. <laughs> um, anyway. So the beach trip was a little bit hard for me to uh, enjoy, but it was it was a beautiful time, and uh, my kids had a blast. Nick and Malachi had so much fun in the water, and, and Catherine loves being around her family and making memories and seeing the kids uh, do their thing and stuff like that. So uh, it was enjoyable despite this, this loss that um, I've experienced, that we've experienced. I know a lot of people that listen to this show um, are Alisea family members and friends, and uh, just know that he's been on my heart heavy this past week and I, I wanted to make this episode on Father's Day because he was truly an amazing father and um, my heart goes out to Francesca uh, and George during this time because and Kelly because they just lost father and a father-in-law figure in their life as well and um, we're all we're all hurting with you and we're all praying for you as well and you know it's crazy man let's get to the crazy part about this whole um, episode kind of inspiration to uh, like I knew I was going to, you know, talk about it because it's just I've been praying into it for like two months and I wanted to, you know, I had some friends praying into it as well. And it hurts when you're praying for healing and you're praying for, uh, you know, uh, restoration in the body and just uh, like, let oh, God, like, let this please, Lord, please, Lord, let this be like a testimony for your goodness and your faithfulness. And, you know, even that's why we trust in his will. We trust in his will because. Uh, we're, we, it's been proven to trust in his will because he knows things that are, uh, that are bigger than, than we realize in his, and I'm going to read you a verse. Let me read that verse for you real quick. Um, so that we can, uh, okay, here we go. Isaiah 55, eight and nine says that this plan of mine is not what you would work out. Neither are my thoughts the same as yours. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than yours so essentially it's saying that we think we know what's best but god's plan is above all and he knows what's best he knows that there's a reason that you know he took paco home and we won't know what that reason is right away we may know what it is in a few months a few years or maybe in eternal life we'll know what that real reason is but 
I look forward to the day of knowing that I'm going to see Paco again. Like, I feel good about that. Like, I can't wait to give Buddy a hug again. You know, and I know a lot of people in here can relate to that. Very sweet hugs. And uh, soft-spoken. I, I miss his laugh and miss cracking up and cutting up with him. And I know that he has um, built something in his family that is going to last. And that generational blessings that the Lord promises his people for their children and their children's children is going to come to pass because of Paco's legacy and the way he was as a man of faith. So the crazy part about this episode is that I we got back yesterday, Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. We were exhausted. We drove through the night in hopes that our children would sleep well in the car and that did not go as planned. Uh, Ezekiel is not a huge fan of the car yet and he likes to cry. So the 10 hour drive from Alabama to Texas it was a struggle, okay? It was a little struggle. So we get home Saturday. We're kind of like, you know, we're pretty slump. We're just trying to take a nap. We took a nap. Um, went to bed kind of early. Watched a creepy movie with Miles Teller and uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, about them controlling emotions. And yeah, that kind of threw me for a loop. And that's why I don't watch movies anymore for the most part because they kind of mess with my head a little bit. Um, but that's despite the, <laughs> that's despite the point. Uh, I we usually go to church on Sundays. You know, we drive we drive about 25, 30 minutes to the church. But since we just drove this long road trip, we're super beat. I was like, yo, let me just uh, cut it on the TV today and watch a uh, COVID church. <laughs> That's what you call it. Uh, just kidding. It's a streaming church where everybody now is a is a TV pastor. Kind of hilarious. Uh, that was said at the conference, and uh, I thought it was a super funny joke because it truly is that way. Where uh, anyway. But yeah, man, so it was cool to be able to tune in. I don't do that very often. I've done it, you know, a couple of times since being out here. I did it when I was in the RV a few times, but for the most part, I attend in person. So this time I turned it on and it's crazy because the entire message was very centered around what I was kind of going through with the loss of Paco. And just my heart was just thinking about that. And of course, God just got to touch me, you know, in the living room of my own home and just start hit, hit me with some verses that are going to get me through. And I, and I know it's going to get you guys through as well. So with that being said, my opening monologue was just kind of giving you my heart, but now we're just going to get into some scriptures. And uh, luckily, I pulled up the sermon notes from my uh, my church, Calvary, in Burleson, Fort Worth area. If you ever want to go check it out, I definitely recommend it. Amazing pastors. Uh, if you're looking for a home church, you got to come through. You'll see me there. I'm usually there at the 1030 service. Uh, they have awesome first Wednesday experiences. They got small groups. They got men's uh Bible studies. They got men's uh, men's man's night every uh, once a month. They got um, activities. They got so much stuff that you can do. VBS. Uh, it's a great church, man. They preach the word. They're spirit filled and they're non-denominational. So it's kind of my vibe. So if you're interested in there, please go check out Calvary. Uh, and this is not a sponsorship uh, by any means, but it's just me showing some love to my home church. So if you're interested and you're in the Fort Worth uh, DFW Metroplex, please go check them out. With that being said, let's get into these sermon notes. I normally don't ever uh, do this. <laughs> this is a first time thing. I, I'm a big believer in uh, preaching your own sermons and um, a big believer in, you know, like sharing what God puts on your heart. But this was so in tune with what was already on my heart. And, and you know, Pastor Tommy is my pastor, you know, so uh, I feel OK with sharing um, the message that he, that he shared today. And the scriptures that he shared and um I'm, I'm just so excited that he shared that because it really helped me in this in this time and it's going to help me even more so after i share it with you because i'm going to really digest it even more so let's get into it all right 
the first verse that came up that was spoken about is from Matthew 5, 4, one of the Gospels, the first Gospel of the Bible, uh, where it talks about Jesus's life. And this is in 5, 4. It says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And like, that's that's just straight up like right to the point of like what the heck I'm going through right now and what so many people that are grieving over the loss of uh, Paco and still the loss of Armani are feeling right now. And and that's the thing we need to, we're mourning right now. We have to understand that like God's going to bless us and that he's going to comfort us in that loss. God shows up in unique ways for those going through bad days. And that's, that's a truth. That's a testament. That's a promise. We've seen that. All right. We have to lean into that faith and, and not lean into that fear and into that flesh of feeling uh, the emotions and letting the emotions overtake our thinking and overtake our faith. And then uh, the next note says, God isn't fair. If he were fair, we would have to pay for sin ourselves. We think pain always uh, means something is wrong. Uh, and then James uh, 1 verses 2 through 4 says it like this. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And then this is one of the most powerful um, quotes that I heard from, this, from the, from the uh, message today. And it said, God is more interested in your character than your comfort. And this really rings truth because if you think about this, it's like, you know, losing somebody and then losing somebody so close to you, such as Armani for me, and then losing his dad a few months or, um, you know, 18 months later, um, I have every reason, the world would say I have every reason to be mad at God or um, or just uh, upset with the situation to the point where it makes me like turn away from God. But no, it's actually the opposite. And it makes me want to lean into God more. And then first Peter, um, six through seven says it like this. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you have to endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold through your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Mm, Amen. And then it goes on to say, we think we know what's best. And I think that's so true. We think we know what's best. And that's when I gave you guys that scripture earlier when we were talking about um, the plan of mine is not what you would work out. Neither are my thoughts the same as yours. Like God's thoughts and his and the way he's got everything crafted is all for the greater good of those that are his. All right. So that means you. That means me. It means God's got us. You know, even if we're seeing this tribulations and the economy is just falling <laughs> like Joe Biden's falling off a bike, uh, then we got to have to realize that, yo, God is going to be our provider in these times of uncertainty. All right. The rest of the world is panicking and fearful of what's happening right now. And don't get me wrong. I don't like it either. You know, I don't like these drops, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, yo, we have something that a lot of the world doesn't. We have God on our side. And keep in mind, we're the visiting team, you know, so our job through this is to bring people to the truth. And what we're seeing right now, uh, looks like it's going to be a six to 18 month. Who knows how long? Honestly, that's how long things last in this, you know, downturn economic times and 
Uh, we've never we're in uncharted waters, you know, and I don't want to get too much into that because, you know, I could talk all day about that as well, because that's one of my uh, big passionate studies. But uh, it's definitely gotten to the point now where we can no longer rely on ourselves and just realize if you're hurting, you know, financially, your portfolios are down, your 401k, your pension, you know, at your retirement, all that stuff, um, your cryptos, you know, like whatever the case may be, it's like everybody's hurting right now through that. You know, everybody is going through some kind of economic carnage right now. People are losing jobs. People are having inflation just wipe them out. Credit card debts going through the roof. Like it is not good times right now economically. And we have to lean on God. You know, the people of this show, we have to just realize like, yo, man doesn't, you know, put food on my table. God puts food on my table. All right. So get that mindset, lock it in there. Don't feed your fears into like everything that's going on and realize that like, yo, tune into the one that's actually putting that bread in your basket. And Jesus is the bread of life. Don't get it twisted. All right. All right. And then this is um, something interesting. Uh, that it says here in Isaiah 57, 1, it says, Good people pass away, the godly often die before their time, but no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. Okay, ring, ring, ring. This one rang a bell, didn't it? Man, I'm going to read that again. Good people pass away, the godly often die before their time, but no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. Okay, we're seeing so much happen in our world right now. All right, and let me read something to you that I wrote, and um, this is totally off the off the script of being planned, but it kind of testifies about that last truth that we're seeing um, in real time right now. The evil to come. Our culture is so wicked right now that I'm having a hard time finding the motivation to come on this show and simply just talk about Christ. So when you hear me go down these rabbit holes of like the truths that's or like these things that are happening in the world, it's just because it's so wicked right now. And I know that Christ is the answer to evilness and wickedness. But for some reason, I'm fixated on all things bad. With the things that have been happening over these last two years, it feels like I'm a car driving by and I just can't keep my eyes off the carnage all around me. I am aware that they are trying to keep me in fear. But for some reason, I can't keep my eyes off of it. I feed my fears when I should be feeding my spirit. And I know this. I know what I need to focus on that brings me true joy. But for some reason, I feel like staying in the economic news prepares me for what's to come. I've been a strong believer in these last two years that the U.S. dollar is going to crumble, as well as believing it's all by design. If you destroy the wealth in this country from the average citizen, this is what the fall of America looks like. Once you eliminate America, the beacon of light ceases to exist globally. And what we're seeing right now, all right, that's what I wrote. That what we're seeing right now is these people at the World Economic Forum and the WHO are all on this agenda in plain sight to essentially just control the population by any means necessary, from the food supply to the monetary system to the housing crisis that we're seeing right now to the energy crisis to how much you drive, what you drive, what you own, what you don't own. It is twisted stuff, y'all. And I'm not going to act like it's not real. It's too many other people are doing that. Too many other people are not going down that path and talking about that stuff because it's super scary. (laughs) 
and it's a vibe killer. I get it. Trust me. I was on vacay and I would start talking about some stuff and I was like, dang, I just killed the vibe. My bad. <laughs> you know, like we're on vacay. I didn't even like, I'm just over here just thinking everybody knows like what's going on. But that's, and not, not to say that they don't, it's just like, they don't want to talk about that stuff. And I get it. I understand. I shouldn't either. And that's why I just said, I've been feeding the, the, the fears, uh, cause I'm trying to prepare myself was to come, but I have to realize that God is going to be the one that's going to protect me from what's evil to come, right? And in a, in a passing situation like this, with um, a loss of a loved one, somebody that who's a believer in Christ, it's like, yo, like, protected from the evil to come. You know, there's evil here right now. And honestly, it's like, it, sometimes it's so heavy and it's so like, it eats at your soul so much and it eats at your just like, it just destroys you because you're just seeing the culture and the world that we're living in is just going so demonic and so left to the point where it's like, when do we reverse course? When do we get back to just being with God? When does revival happen? And I'm asking these questions to God, like, when is this nation going to bend their knee and straighten up their back, you know, and get a backbone for like, what, what do we believe in? What are our values? What are our morals? What are we seeing right now in this world? You know, and when I come on this show, when I say Jesus jokes in a little bit of country, I'm talking about the country because, yo, it's falling apart at the seams. In real time, every single day, every single week, you tune in and it's like, yeah, I get it. You shouldn't be in the world. You shouldn't be on the phone as much. You shouldn't be on social media. It's all bad, this, this, and that. But at the same time, it's like these are real things happening in real time. And there's not people stepping up. There's not, you know, there. One of the one of the messages at the conference was so powerful. It was about revival of the anointed, revival of the um, of the remnant, of the body of Christ, the ones that are still here, the ones that are still really like pursuing Jesus and still living his word and obeying his commands and trying to do the right thing and seeking truth. These people that are still left in the body of Christ needs to be the ones that are being voices of truth in this time that we're seeing of complete backwards morality all right like these drag queen shows that we're seeing uh indoctrinated on kids and what disney's doing with man i can go for days but that's not the point of this episode and i have to really you know fall back here and just get back to the scriptures okay but as you can tell i'm very passionate about this and that's why it's so important for us to really lean into god in this time but also like believe in God and be a voice for God and be let your life represent him in a way that is going to break barriers and break that cultural like lose some friends if you have to lose some people on social media if you have to for speaking that truth share the nonsense that is happening and just say like yo I'm not on team Satan okay so this isn't cool (laughs) you know what I mean like, geez Louise, bro. Like, this transhumanism stuff, please look that up if you haven't. That's what, uh, anyway. All right. I digress. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Psalm 34, 18. And yeah, man, a lot of things break break my heart these days, man. I'm feeling more emotions now than I, I feel like I ever have before, which is, kind of wild, but I think that the more you lean into Christ and the more you just, you know, you surrender your life to him, the more your your heart's going to be softened for things. And yeah, man, um, 
and I was watching that movie last night. I forget. I don't even know what it's called because my, my wife picked it. Uh, but it has Miles Taylor in it. And it's on Netflix. And basically, the movie principle is Chris Hemsworth is basically has a bunch of patients. And he's, like, controlling them uh, with, like, their emotions with, like, little gel packs or something like that onto them. And it's, 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 it's it just got me in this emotional thing of feeling like, yo, like, this is what they're trying to do. This is... Not to say this is what they're trying to do, but this is like they're legit trying to control. Anyway, I, I gotta stop. <laughs> this is why I should write the episodes so I don't I don't go on these little trails and whatnot. But yeah, look it up. It's on Netflix if you want to see it. But yeah, anyway, while while I was watching it though, it was just it was really shaking me up as far as like thinking like, yo, man, like the people that like are in charge of this, you know, the powers that be do not want God. And the people to be following God. So like persecution, I feel like is going to continue to come uh, in ways that we've never experienced before in America and around the world. And we have to be really leaning into like that truth and that faith, like in a strong way. You know, like this is something so powerful that uh, was said at the conference. What do you think about when you hear about the, the, the disciple Thomas? What's the first thing that pops in your mind about Thomas? When you think about it. What is Thomas remembered for? What Thomas is remembered for in the in, to most Christians out there is that uh, when Jesus came back after he was, you know, um, after he he basically walked in on the disciples after he already uh, um, resurrected. You know, he came through he came through the room. He pulled up, you know, to the cribbo. Um, I don't know if he brought bread this time or not, but he pulled up and he basically showed all like he was like there in front of the disciples and he like was like not to say a ghost but he came through the wall right he, he and knock essentially and uh so all the disciples you know like whoa jesus like yo you're you're you know like believed in him even more so at that point they thomas wasn't there at the time i guess buddy was out with his girl or something like that he comes back to he comes back to the to the to the cribbo with all the disciples at another time and then they're trying to tell thomas yo jesus just pulled up and then thomas is like nah <laughs> Jesus ain't pull up. Jesus dead. He resurrected. You know, like what? He, he ain't pull up. And and then he's like, yo, I'm not going to believe you. Like, I don't believe y'all are just like, y'all are just gassing me up. Y'all are gaslighting it. Y'all are joking, whatever. Y'all are trying to make a TikTok, you know, like something like that. And he's like, I'm not going to believe y'all until I see the, the the nails in his hands and like the wound on it on his side. And then next thing you know, Jesus pulls up through the cribbo again. Don't knock a second time. And just walks through and then shows Thomas like his his hands and and the the, the stab wound on his side, and he said and he tells Thomas, uh, this is paraphrasing of course. Don't be like you didn't say the scripture right. That's not exactly what happened. Like bro, relax. I'm I'm paraphrasing. Um, <laughs> and it uh, so then Thomas you know like believes and then Jesus tells him like yo blessed are those that that believe without having to see, you know, and it gives us kind of like that word of like, yo, like when Jesus said that it made us believe even more. So like, oh, like we're, we're going to be more blessed because we, ha- we didn't, ha- we didn't get to see, you know, Jesus in real time. We didn't get to see Jesus, you know, like walking around, you know, the city for 40 days after uh, he was crucified. Right. We didn't get to see him ascend into heaven to the right hand of God. Right. We didn't get to see any of those things. So blessed are those who, who, um, uh, who believe without seeing, right? So we remember Thomas as being the doubter, right? And the guy that's like, you know, like, oh, I, you show me and I got you, you know? But also there's another part in the scripture 
and I keep in mind, I learned this in a sermon. Uh, even though I read the scripture, I, I kind of missed it uh, the first time around. Uh, where Thomas was actually trying to ride out with Jesus to get killed with him. He said, I will die for you. Let's go. Like, let's roll out. Uh, and that just shows, like, in this one moment of time, Thomas was willing to die for Jesus. Like, how much faith do you have to have to, to stink and be like, put your life on the line, you know, for, for Jesus? But then this other time, he was just like, yo, like, I'm a little doubtful. You know what I mean? And, like, and the, the message was about, like, disappointment. Like, Thomas wasn't doubtful. He was just disappointed into, like, the way things went down. And that shows a lot of times, like, us believers is, like, we're just disappointed with the way our lives are going. And we're disappointed with things that happen. So a lot of times we just fall back. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, yo, we need to have that Thomas energy, like, when he was ready to roll out and die with Jesus. And I, and I question, you know, I question myself in this. It's like, would I die for the gospel? You know, and uh, that's something that we may have to face one day, not the fear monger or anything like that. But, you know, that's what the Bible says. We're going to have persecution in those end times. Like, are you ready for the end times? You know what I mean? Like, are you ready to choose Team Christ? Are you ready to, like, you know, make sure that you're not falling for the, the tactics of the Antichrist? Are you detached from the world enough? I don't know, man. We're gotten into some strange times and some strange Christianity like values and, and, and stuff going on. You know, like there was just a uh, I just read the story about a Catholic school that just lost their like Catholic license of the school. Like they had to take the name Catholic out of their school because they refused to take down their uh, their pride and uh, BLM flags that they were flying outside the school. Like what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, uh, they're no longer Catholic. Um, or they are, they're just like, they're, they're, they're Joe Biden Catholic. You know what I mean? Where you believe in abortion and you're going to do an emergency health care act, um, executive order if abortion gets overturned, which is so wild. So wild. And also, let me tell you one thing I heard about the who, and maybe you can fact check this just to see for yourself. I haven't fact checked it yet. I heard it on a podcast, but it's worth sharing with you guys today. And, uh, you know, spreading more misinformation uh, that the who is signing a treaty with other nations that gives the who the authority and the responsibility to tell other people and other nations when their citizens should wear masks and get vaxxed and all that stuff. Like they're now the the sole reigning mask <laughs> um, people. So what they say goes, and they also just passed, the FDA just approved, and the CDC director lady just approved that infants six months old and higher are able to get the COVID vaccine now, and the first babies get them in the next uh, in the next few weeks. And I don't know, y'all see Justin Bieber and his face? I don't know. Y'all see uh, random people just dying in their sleep and just... Man, oh man! Uh, if you've this is your first time here, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, they're calling it a um, sudden adult death syndrome, kind of like SIDS for sudden infant death syndrome. You know, where where babies would die in their their cribs and stuff like that, and now adults are dying uh, just randomly in their sleep. Healthy adults, you know, seventeen year olds, eighteen year olds. Uh, soccer fields, you know, people are just collapsing 
on soccer fields, and nobody knows why. Mm. Hmm. I have a few ideas. So yeah, let's read something that's more um, truth. Uh, not not to say that's not you know, but more like just God's truth instead of you know the the uh, the deceitfulness of this world that we're experiencing all around us. So Paul knew both mourning and comfort. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles, so that we can comfort those in, in only in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Let me read that again because I butchered it. Who confronts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So in order for us to be able to comfort others, we essentially have to be comforted by God through our own trials and our own losses. So without this passing of of Paco and, and of course Armani, we would never be able to comfort people. Like me personally, I this these two losses are like, my big blows you know my big like heart-wrenching like whoa you know like the first real one where tears have been like heavily (laughs) happened on more than one occasion you know what i mean like this is the one where it's heartbreaking you know and being able to like lean into god for that and have him comfort me through that and just his word and just like his goodness and like everything that the holy spirit brings to that when you're when you're going to him during those times of of um of grieving um, I would never be able to like give that to somebody else. I would never be able to uh, comfort somebody else because I would never know what they're going through. I would never be able to like speak that truth to them because I, my, I myself have never gone through it. And the same way I was kind of talking to you guys about on a previous episode, if I never went through that financial hardship season of just being completely like bottom of the barrel scraping, just trying to figure it out, like desperate for God to come through in a big way and just not being uncertain and unsure and just going to him for everything as he is my provider and like learning that in that season that I would never be able to to help other people through that financial hardship that they may experience in their own walk, in their own life, in their own uh, ministry, in their own family, you know? So uh, this is something that uh, God has really revealed to me over the last, you know, six months of my life is like he puts you th- through things so that you can help other people as well sometimes, especially when you're, you know, you're in ministry, you're trying to be a voice for Jesus, you're trying to have that pastoral role, you're trying to get your character up and make sure that you can, uh, you know, represent Christ in a way that is um, somebody who actually open their hearts and ears for you, you know, so that's a big thing. And this is where the next part of this is really powerful in the in the in the in the sermon notes where it says, refocus on what's happening in me, not to me. And the verse that goes along with this says, But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. So yeah, you may feel like this loss of a person or the season that you're in right now is a um is an attack by the enemy. Um, an attack on just like, man, I thought everything was going good. I thought life was looking up and it's not what's happening to me. It's what's happening in me. So like using this time to really just reconnect with God, I feel like has been a, um, kind of needed honestly, because when I lost Armani, I felt like I was on fire for the Lord right there. I was like, you know, leaning into him a hundred percent. I was like, all right, I know what the word says about you know, about life and death and heaven and his will. And I was just kind of like on fire to like bring people closer to him, despite me, like, you know, being a wreck, you know, and without, you know, me having Jesus in my life at that point, I would have handled the the passing of Armani in such a more drastically 
destructive way because I know myself. I would have, man, I would have just, would not have been pretty. Um, so with that being said, this was another opportunity to realize like, wow, um, it's my, it's another chance to just reconnect with Jesus and making sure that I know what his word says about this, you know, and making sure that I'm comforted by uh, his word instead of comforted by, you know, the things of this world, like alcohol or um, other things, you know, that are going to maybe take the pain away or distractions or food or anything like that, you know. So uh, just really like making sure that I'm tuned into that and that I'm not feeding my flesh when I should be feeding my spirit. And I let myself do that on the vacation a little too much. I was like, I realized like, yo, I need to start feeding my spirit as soon as I get back because this vacation, I I just, I don't know, I feel kind of like disconnected from God uh, when I should be feeling more connected to God because it's such a beautiful, you know, we're on a beach. Like I need to be, it was hard for me to soak in God. I was, I was almost just like in this angry state or like confused state and that's not of God. So um, I, I needed to come home and just, just reconnect and rekindle that fire and just, you know, regroup, honestly. And that sometimes that's needed, man. It could be the pastor. It can be the guy that's, that's just walking. It could be the guy that's been walking for 20 years with Christ. And sometimes you just need to reconnect with him, you know, and uh, that's an everyday thing, you know, choosing the spirit over the flesh. And uh, for anybody that acts like that's not the case and that they're above that, um, I don't think that's correct. You know, or maybe I'm just not there yet. Maybe I ain't that holy. Maybe, maybe I'm not that sanctified. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe that transformation will come fully through and I and I could wake up and just it'd be automatic. And maybe that's the goal. Maybe that's I think that is the goal, honestly, to wake up and just be automatic instead of like you have to sink and beat it, beat the flesh. As Paul says, your boy be beating the flesh. (sighs) That sounded weird. I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe I should edit that out. No, I'm gonna leave it. All right, so then Paul says, uh, my pain is either a jail that imprisons me or a school that shapes me. If something is happening to me, then God wants to do something in me. I'm sorry, Paul didn't say that. That was in the notes. Uh, Remember, God always delivers. And then Paul says this, he has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. And that's whatever we're going through at the time. You know, this life has a lot of things in the way. This thing has... My son was driving a, um, a remote control car in the living room today, and I see on the ground, he can't really drive it because there's so many obstacles in the way. Like, he keeps bumping into stuff and uh, getting stuck everywhere, and I'm like, bro, move stuff out the way if you want to drive your car. You know, and a lot of times, that's what life is for us. We have a lot of stuff in the way, and sometimes we're not the ones that are going to move the stuff, and God's got to move the stuff, you know? Let his hand move this thing, you know, like Malachi was just chilling on the ground, having a blast despite the obstacles. And I'm like, dang, when I have obstacles, I'm not a pleasant person. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a long episode. All right. So the best predictor of God's present help. Oh, this is good. The best predictor of God's present help is his past faithfulness. And this is so good. This reminds me of uh, Olivier telling me a story about Tony Evans' daughter, Priscilla. Uh, she would keep a journal of all the times that God would come through for her in a big way. Uh, basically like a testimony you know, book of like this, this, and that of everything that's happened. And she would turn to it whenever she was in a situation where she needed help or she was struggling or there was roadblocks and stuff like that. And that just shows like, yo, like his past faithfulness in your life is the reason that you should be able to 
understand that you're going to get through this time. The way he's come through for me in my life in this last season of us getting into this house and Ezekiel being okay and like Catherine being okay during that pregnancy, um, it just goes to show that like that's just three examples that that yo God's faithful. He's got you. Like he's not gonna let let that happen to you. Um, you know and um, you know and but then on the contrary, you know you you look at something where you're in this situation of like yo like you lost you know I lost Paco. You know, and not not just me speaking, but everybody that's um, a loved one of him that may be listening right now. It's like we may be thinking that as well. But there's countless times where something has gone bad in my life and then God has used it for good. And that's what he does. It talks about that in Genesis. It talks about that throughout the entire Bible. It is the story of the Bible. You know uh, what the enemy meant for evil. God uses it for good and he's going to use this for good. And the closing segment of this uh, episode notes Uh, that I'm looking over, it says, rely on solid relationships. He will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor favor granted us in an answer to the prayers of many. In 2 Corinthians verse 11, it says that. Rely on solid relationships. That's going to get you through. And I think we're seeing now so more than ever the value and the importance of having good people in your life. The value and importance of being strong together and just walking with people that are walking with Christ during this time because uh, it's very necessary, y'all. Um, what we're seeing in the culture, what we're seeing in the world right now, uh, we don't really have time to be, um, you know, of course we want to reach the lost, but we don't have time to being uh, at the mercy of others that don't have that same mindset of Christ, same heart of Christ. And are walking towards him. You know, I think we have a responsibility to be a light for everybody that's in our lives. But also, there is such an importance and such a... Uh, we're in such times right now that you need to be walking with people um, that are also walking with Christ. You know, at least attempting in some way, hungry for him. You know, not denying his His deity and his existence and his... And his uh, and his righteousness, you know, and um, and I just encourage everybody to do that. I encourage people to see you to seek out those people that, you know, like I remember before I was, you know, abs- absolutely like on fire for Jesus, you know, for, in the COVID uh, time period where I, when I started this show. I remember the people that talked to me about Jesus were the people that I liked the most deep down. It's like when I started to like really come to Christ, I started looking back and thinking about those conversations I had with people that were trying to bring me towards the light and that were walking in that in that obedience path of like, oh, I'm not having sex until marriage because, you know, I'm walking with the Lord now. And I would look at them like they're crazy. But at the same time, like I wanted to hang out with that person because I, I, I felt something differently when I was with them. And it was like the Holy Spirit that was like radiating off of them, essentially, you know, and. Uh, I'm sure you can testify that too if you're listening like the people that believe in Jesus you can just you, you feel differently around them like you move differently and uh, fellowship is so important uh, connecting with other believers is so important they build you up even at this vacation I was talking to my brother-in-law Tyler and we had a great converse, couple great conversations about the word and just the history of the church and uh, our beliefs as far as um, if you can choose Christ, if we actually have free will or not, and he's very big into apologetics and just uh, diving deep on, you know, he's 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 very into like 
the the art of like the election doctrine and stuff like that and he goes word for word in the bible you know so he's very uh studious in that regard and it's just been awesome to be able to like have conversations with him because it builds me up in my faith as well and it challenges you know my beliefs and you know that's something that i desperately need because um you know you have to actively be in the word like every single day to like be sharpened with like yo what do I believe about this? And it's like, it's not what you believe. It's like, what does the word say about this? And like, I need to line up with that, you know? So like, whatever, whatever the word says, like I'm there, you know what I mean? But there is, you know, separate things that you can believe about doctrine and theology and stuff like that. And, you know, um, you know, all that stuff. So, um, it's, it's a never ending learning process of trying to learn, learn, uh, who God is, you know, more and more so. And now that I'm finished with these books, uh, for school, I'm very excited to tap back into my word on a, on a daily basis and just get nerdy with it again and just fall back in love with Jesus through the word, you know, and I feel like the word is on my heart and just, you know, seeking him and like learning how to do ministry life and, you know, reading the books that I was required to read for school was great because I let, I got so much insight and whatnot. Uh, but it's, you know, all goes back to his word because he is the living word. So, uh, being able to talk to him and my my other soon to be brother in law Dan about just the faith and just you know what it what it means to to be a Christian in these times and uh, it was just awesome man and so um, the vacation went went well uh, there was no drama there was there was um, I was going through my own little struggle bus but uh, trying to get through it was um, was something that I give glory to God to because I was praying uh, through that time period and just trying to plan of of like what the path is for. Uh, you know, Paco's funeral and stuff. And unfortunately, I'm able to go. So I will be there this weekend. Uh, I'm very excited about that just so I get to hug and see my people and, and see family and stuff like that of um, of Paco and, and you know, Armani and um, just be, you know, be a light for them and just hopefully uh, be able to support them through, the, through their loss as well and them support me as well because, you know, you boy over here struggling too. Um, but, you know, the Lord is comforting us all and, uh, you know, he's good to us uh, at the end of the day. So, you know, strange times that we're living in, you know, a lot of lives are being lost um, over the years uh, since I feel like 2020 just, you know, flipped everything upside down. Obviously, spiritual warfare happening all around us. Uh, stay prayed up. Uh, lean into God during this time. Uh, if you're struggling with, you know, the sadness of the loss of, of a loved one. Um, that's when you go directly to God, man, go to the book of John. You guys already know that that's my go-to, uh, get some, not even answers, just, you know, get your mind thinking of things that God wants you to be thinking about instead of like the things that, you know, your flesh just comes up within your head, you know, cause that's where we get in our most trouble. That's when I'm at my worst, when I'm over here spiraling about stuff that is nothing that, you know, God's word is even talking about, you know what I mean? And, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I need to, you know, stay a little bit away from, all that's happening with the food shortage stuff and inflation and, you know, debt market collapsing and all that nonsense, you know. So um, granted, it, it affects us all differently or, you know, all the same, essentially, if you want to look at it that way, too. Um, and I, I want to be prepared for it and uh, smart and not let emotions get the best of me and stuff like that. Uh, so I try to be on top of it. But at the end of the day, it's like God's going to provide. God's going to go ahead and, and bless the fam. He's going to go ahead and make sure that you're protected. Uh, he's going to, this is the time of like, I'm not saying we're in the end times, you know, I don't know, but this is the time when we have such division of like, um, 
of of what what it means to be good and what it means to be bad. Sorry, I dropped my water. What it means to be good and what it means to be bad. It's like morality is flipped upside down in this culture. And it's like until we get back to that, it's like, yo, God, we're going to have to really rely on God because there's so much lies all around us nonstop, y'all. There's so much propaganda. There's so much things that are just happening nonstop in the culture that are just meant to keep your eyes away from the truth of God. So lean into him. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do me a solid. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't before. Uh, Come back for more episodes. I really want to grow this ministry and I need your help to do so. The show is absolutely free. It just costs a share. If you just want to go on social media and share it, that's awesome. But if you want to send it to a couple close personal friends, uh, friends that you know of the show um, that we talked about, you know, if you're friends of uh, the Alisea family, send it around to the friends that uh, they can get some some Christ in their life as they go through this tough time. We talk about the word. We talk about uh, what Jesus is doing in my own personal life of, of, uh, of ministry and just the walk in general, the testimonies, the faith journey. It's all all pointing to him. You know, I tell you about me so I could tell you about he. And uh, I truly appreciate you guys for tuning in. And uh, if you want to support the ministry, you can go to ilikebirdsministry.com. And there's a support option there. There's also some shirts available for sale. Uh, the Armani shirts are still up there. I have a few left if you want to get some. Uh, personally ship them out to you. Uh, we also have season one shirts up there. Um, God is good. Jesus is dope. Uh, that's season one shirts. I got them up there for the little 20 bones. Uh, help me put some gas in the car, please. Uh, and then I'm working on the book as well. I'm in the editing process. Uh, hopefully it's out uh, summer, end of summer, early September. I don't know. Editing has been such a process because um, I've done it like four or five times now and I'm pretty exhausted with it. So I'm almost finished with it. Uh, I got one more chapter left uh, to edit with my pen and then I'm going to type it all up. Not all up. I'm going to go back into the Word document and do all that stuff. A little too much information, but long story short, it should be here soon. I'm very excited about it and I really appreciate your guys' support with the graduation. I appreciate your support with this podcast and this ministry. Y'all have been incredible. I love y'all so much and please check out the um, spiritual leadership episode that me and Paco did. Uh, previously, I may even repost it if I can find the MP, MP, uh, MP4 uh, or MP3 track to re-upload it again on my on my previous computer that I recorded it on. So much love to you guys. I hope you guys are getting through this time. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there that um, that is listening, that is a dad. And uh, yeah, well, we'll see you on the next one. This is the I Like Birds podcast. Thanks.